0: The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Kyle Reiner, Winfield United Master Agronomy Advisor, and Joel Whipperford, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead. We've discussed Dicamba and the Roundup Ready Extend crop system quite a bit on this show. Looking to next year, what are the key steps farmers can take to ensure success with this technology?
1: Well, I think the first thing we got to think about is, and we've talked about this in other episodes, is first to make any chemistry work for any period of time we have to follow the label we have to make sure that we're putting a solid pre down and then based off of that then we got to go back to the label right we put the pre down we start labeling and layering in other herbicides then we look at the label and the label says we have to be trained joel now this is new this is new on the label how do you think this training will be
2: Well, I don't know. I've been married 10 years. I've been in training for a very long time. So training takes on a lot of different forms and factors. And as we think about the dicamba label more seriously, though, there's going to be opportunities to be trained from Monsanto, from BASF. Our regional agronomists, our Winfield United staff, and our retailers, our owners out there, will be offering some spray clinic trainings. There'll be a specific training that has to go on if you're going to spray this chemistry. And we'll learn more about that as the time comes on. But I think, you know, when you specifically look at the label, this is the first living label, if you will, that's out there in this two-year exploratory period. And if you want to find out the latest details on the Max label, it's actually at ExtendamaxApplicationRequirements.com. And Extendamax is spelled with an X. And this is the place where, you know, the only way to know and comply with the up-to-date application requirements is to check the current label. So even whatever's printed on your jug may be currently out of date, and this is one of the ways that you know we have to use technology to keep up with the best management practices of our herbicide here but we have to read and follow the online label because that's actually the letter of the law on this
1: yeah the biggest thing is is stewardship just like any other chemistry we want this chemistry to last as long as we possibly can and, and use the right rates right so the big thing is getting the proper training this isn't a punishment for everybody to go through. This isn't some kind of disciplinary action for everybody to go through. This is something everybody needs to go through just to become aware of what ifs, right? What if we do this? What's the worst case scenario if we do that? That's We got to follow the label. We got to do the right thing. It's law. Yeah, certainly. I think the training is an opportunity
2: to learn some more things about the chemistry that maybe you didn't pick up in the farm magazines or you didn't catch on Twitter when you were reading all about it. It's a little way to go uh, deeper into the technologies and figure out some things. You know, one of the things I'm sure they'll cover in the trainings is you're pretty used to using ammonium sulfate in a lot of your spray applications. And that's one of the big things that we preach for a lot of years, that if you're trying to make your glyphosate formulations work a little better in the field is ammonium sulfate was one of the best ways to do that. And when you look at the extend max label this is one of the things i don't anticipate will change is that they still don't want any ammonium sulfate based spray adjuvant systems in with that so that's another place the training might teach you something you didn't know from a farm magazine
1: i think the other thing too with this training is people are going to be better at recording their data or recording you know bookkeeping stuff like that just recording and and the things that you're going to be recording is is spray volumes right Application rates, making sure the mixing order's right, the right nozzles. I mean, that's all stuff if what-if scenarios happen where something does get off target, they're going to come back and look at your bookkeeping.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, and so so certainly the uh, the record keeping will be a big part of the label and a part of the training that you may learn about. You know, one of the companies that uh, what what I see and from an ag technology standpoint, trying to really hone in on the spray space, there's a company uh, out of the University of Illinois called Agrable, and they're doing some really cool stuff from a spray app standpoint trying to tell you when there's a potential temperature inversion, trying to talk about what the wind speeds are. And uh, they even have a neat application in there that helps you see what the best days to spray to keep pollinator habitat intact. So certainly there's some technology that's coming along with this, but all of these technologies are going to try to help you think about the, the best environment
1: to spray this new technology in. I think another thing, too, with this training, we're going to figure out weed height, right, is, is pretty simple. But yet, it's complicated, and not very many people follow it. To the state, four inches is the max; is what they want on there. So, who knows? Maybe the training they'll hand out little rulers or or something to the four inch mark. Well, that's a great point. You know, you talk about four inches. That four inches isn't designed
2: around the chemistry not being sprayed later into the season. It's really designed around the chemistry working the best at that stage in the plant's life. In this case, that plant's a weed. But when we look at this chemistry, it never worked well at 24-inch weeds. And that's where I think the successes that we had this year came from the places where we used the chemistry in the weed control situations that it was designed for. If you went out there for a rescue treatment, you may not have drifted at all. You may not have had a tank mix issue everything may have gone off perfectly but maybe you didn't have the weed control or the success that you were looking for and that comes back to spraying on time with that right weed height in mind if i ever threw a pop can out the window my dad would sure make me go back and pick it up i'm convinced of that but that measuring device if you're ever driving past them and you need to know how big the weeds are, you should be out there. I think that four inches is a tough window to get to sometimes. When you consider that some of these weeds are growing a half an inch to an inch a day and three-inch rain might knock you out of the field for a week, you left on Monday and the weed was one inch and you came back on Friday and the weed
1: was four inches. Uh, That's a tough window to hit. I think another thing that we're not thinking about is the plant physiology portion of the of the soybean not stressing it out spraying it when the flowers are on and uh, soybean plant itself aborts 70 to 80 percent of its flowers right flowers aren't there you're not gonna have pods and when you can have a chemistry that doesn't affect that and uh, leaves those you're gonna have greater yield at the end anyway so you know we're not out there burning with the ethers or the FOMO or anything else like that so It's a very great chemistry that we're bringing back. We modified it, put different stuff in there. It's changed, label has changed, and something that we really need to figure out how we're gonna kill these weeds if there is any weeds that get missed by the pre's. Triple rinsing, making sure we're rinsing the jugs appropriate, make sure we're cleaning out the filters, the spray solution, tank, any kind of hot loading system they have to go there I mean there's hoses and everything else that it could potentially um, a capful a mountain dew capful of product can contaminate 1800 gallons of water so it doesn't take much a little bit goes a long ways and and we need to do a better job of rinsing in general in egg. yeah Kyle did you ever get a water bottle or a, a water cooler that you took to the field with you that
2: somebody had uh, used a nice dish soap to clean out because maybe it was smelling a little funny inside and they didn't triple rinse the water jug and the water tastes like soap for the next three times. It cleans your teeth. Yeah, I don't think it works And like freshens that. your breath. I, I'm pretty sure Dawn does not clean my teeth or freshen my breath. And I think when you think about the spray technology for Extendamax, certainly that triple rinse, you don't like soapy-tasting water. You probably also want to make sure you triple rinse your spray tank out so your soybeans don't get a taste of something that they don't like. Maybe your mom put it in to wash your face and not to drink. I think it was the words I was using that she was offended by.
1: I think bottom line is is Roundup lasted a long period of time and we were very fortunate to have a product like that to manage through the past. A person that I respect for a lot in, in my career is always says you always bet on the past. And the current chemistry that we're talking right now came out in nineteen sixty seven, right? So it's not new chemistry. Now they're changing stuff within the formulation. So it's not the exact same thing, but we gotta remember we went away from certain things and now we're bringing it back and hopefully the weeds that we are attacking we can continue to make strides and and kill and and modify the spray mixture to extend this period of time because if we don't manage this and aren't good stewards with us the next chemistry is not going to be 20 years long it might be five years long and eventually the pest's going to win so we have to really be stewards And look at the labels make sure we're following them the best we possibly can and don't think that you're smarter than what the label is
0: what resources do farmers have available to help them
1: i think the resources out there i mean don't overlook the trusted advisor at the local retailer i mean that's going to be the the main go-to person we're going to have some different training modules and such like that out at the regional grounds that joe alluded to but just go in and consult with your trusted advisor at the retail He's going to know or she's going to know the updates. Everything's going to be there. I hope when they walk in there's going to be some fancy screen that has updated versions of labels and such on their countertops. But they will know in at the retailer
0: so Joel acres of insights it's going to be a lot of valuable information when it comes to the dicamba products
2: well so acres of insights is really a, a platform for us to have conversations about current topics and things that are going on and it extends far beyond just the current extend herbicide environment that we're in right now it just happens that our first topic that we're going to talk about is this herbicide resistance along with managing the new uh, dicamba herbicide and so acres of insights is going Going to be a continuing platform where we'll talk about other topics, but this is a place and a platform we can work through how we deliver insights to the field.
0: How can we find out more about Acres of Insights?
2: Well, with Acres of Insights, just stay tuned to local information from your local retailer on uh, some informational
1: meetings that they're going to have coming out. I think along with that, you can look at uh, winter spray clinics. That's another good resource that we usually have around the winter time some spring time some summer time it kind of depends on when people really want to dig a little deeper on spray volumes spray tips and uh, adding different products into the spray mixture
2: i love a good spray clinic those regional agronomists are the best trained nozzle heads in the industry
0: you've been listening to the deal with yield with our hosts kyle weiner master agronomy advisor and joel whipperford ag technology applications lead For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com.